What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 260th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and with me on this Thursday night, because it's not Sunday, because there's another convention in my life, I have Will. So I've, I've been curious lately. Do you know the song Fangala by the band Here We Go Magic? Is that by Ra Ra Riot? No, I said <laughs> it's by Here We Go Magic. <laughs> the, the no. Hmm, interesting. Because I always suspect that you might be a vampire, and that's definitely a song a vampire would mm, know, so mm. what? I guess I might be wrong. Can you I, know, I'm gonna, you know Fangala? I'm going to give a free promo right here. I've been listening to Nick. So Nick, one of the moderators in Slack, one of the first Patreon backers, one of the first people to annoy me daily every single day. But no, <laughs> Nick is a great guy. Uh, he is the one that does all like the intermission music, and he also like did the theme song and the 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 credits for It's Super Effective and everything. Super great guy. Who would have guessed? He's a musician. Who would have guessed the guy making our intermission <laughs> intermission music and our theme songs are a musician? But he has like two albums out, maybe more. But his last album, which I think came out in 2013, super fantastic. It's really really good, and I've been listening to a lot recently. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It kind of like reminds me of like a Broken Bells kind of tone to it. Is Broken like, Bells a band or just you're describing the aesthetic? No, no. Broken, <laughs> Broken Bells it's is just, a band. Literally just him shaking a bell over and over for 34 <laughs> minutes. Uh, it's it's really good. And uh, if you just search Nicholas Burgess on SoundCloud or on iTunes, and I believe it's on Spotify, uh, you can find it. But that's, yeah, that's there's your free promo, Nick. Your album's so which, super good. Wh- which album are you listening to? Because uh, I've listened to mostly Wizard Planet. Oh, that see, that's the one I haven't listened to. I listened to the ah. I listened to the red one, which was his newest one. Now I feel like really bad that I don't know the name. It is called King of Another Dimension. Yeah, Nick also did the uh, does all the music for Drive Check. Yeah, and people are grooving on our season two new theme, so that's legit. Travis, Travis also here. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say. Oh, and our second guest is Nick Burgess. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I'm on this episode. Yeah. Y- this is like your last episode for a while. You're going to be gone. My last episode ever. <laughs> no, I'm traveling next weekend to visit my brother, and then I'm also taking the next uh, weekend off. So, so, yeah, I won't be on the show for a few weeks. But Is there some heavy metal music festival going on? Oh, no, not this time. Uh, my, I always, my family always visits my brother over Easter. Ah, it is Easter time. The old bunny rabbit, eh? The old low punny. Uh, three things for the show today. We have some news, and boy, did I have to scrape the bottom of the barrel here for news. <laughs> we have uh, some emails, because you guys keep sending in emails, and I, I love it. I, one of like the highlights of my day is, is, is reading the emails you guys send in. And then we have uh, our Pokemon of the Week, which I think is a really an interesting choice so i'm excited to get to that too i don't know what we're going to do with travis gone and not having like somebody who's remotely like i don't know what we're going to do with pokemon of the week i'll, I'll figure it we'll figure the it whole out. thing just falls apart <laughs> it all falls apart uh mythical newest season of mythical has been out for the last week now about a full week well by the time you hear this not by yeah well by the time you hear this it'll be it'll be a full week since it's been out so uh, just, you know, your standard promo, mythicalpodcast.com, if you haven't checked it out. Uh, this newest season, I th- we've said this a million times in, in one episode, but it's based on Fiasco. It is not based on D&D. 
and it uh, it is it is probably overproduced. I put a lot of time uh, making sure everything was balanced. There's a lot of music to it, uh, a lot of transitions and stuff. So uh, you do not need to listen to the other seasons to to listen to this season. It's it's dubbed as season two point five, and it's three episodes long. It'll take you about uh, an hour and fifty minutes to get through all all three episodes. So if you are looking for something to listen to and you like the voices on it super effective, I would suggest checking if that out. If you like one of the voices on this episode of it's super effective. <laughs> oh, no, I'm there. I'm there for at least 30 seconds in each episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing this past week is we did, uh, the three of us did uh, a Reddit AMA on r slash, r slash super effective, our, our subreddit. And uh, I think it went pretty, pretty well, pretty okay. Sure. I went through the whole thing and had to correct. Every time you answered a question, I had to put in the correction. <laughs> I answered one thing wrong. Uh, but it was, the, it was the one you don't want to get wrong. It's the one where you completely forgot an entire weekend where all three of us spent time together. Actually, I, no, you forgot two weekends where all three of us spent time together because yeah, you forgot yeah. that I was at VGC. I forget. Uh, VGC I was, was 2012, 2012. you forgot. Um, cause I was at 2011, 2012, and I think even 2013. And then, <laughs> and then you also forgot that we were all there for, was it 649 Monsters or Battle City yes. that you were at? Yeah, Will? 649. 640, 649 yeah. Monsters. So, but, the, you know, whatever, just forget the, me. I honestly don't remember that we can, so for, that was Nationals where we all met for the first time, right? And yes. mm-hmm. I remember my very first Well, Nationals, I met you before that. Yeah, but, yeah, but but the question was all three of us in the same room. Yeah. Because I got the very first time we met. That was at MGC. You came in, you said hi, and then I didn't see you for like a day and a half. And then when that you is came in- a very inaccurate <laughs> statement of that question. I came in, you were like setting up and you were setting up early and I got there early and I asked if you wanted help with anything and you said no. Yep, that and sounds so, like me. Control freak, and we've so discussed I was this. like okay, I guess I'll just do my own thing. I'm not going to stand here in a room and watch Steve put up uh, lights that he bought at Guitar Center. Then I went and saw a movie because you said you didn't need my help, so I left. <laughs> no, no, on the first day of MGC on, on Saturday, you were you were not there most of the... At least you were not in the room. And I'm not like you were required to be, I just remember... I don't remember it like that because that was the day the tournament was and I was there for that and then I was there for the podcast recording after, but, you know, hmm, whatever. Yeah. Details, details. But the story about Nationals, this is weird because we're talking about Pokemon before, before we're allowed to. I remember my very first Nationals because that was the Nationals where Maryland was the head judge and I was there with, I was there playing the, v- believe it or not, I was there playing the VGCs and I was with Aaron who was also playing in the Did VGC. you play VGC in 2012? I thought you played VGC in 2011. 2011. I'm talking about That's the very he was first. Talking, he's talking about his first Nationals. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that. And then I, you weren't there and Will wasn't there. And I think, I can't remember. What? No, I was there in 2011. Were you? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you didn't play. Uh, I don't more, think you more played, proof did you? That, that I am just a blip in your life that you do not. <laughs> I'm just digging myself in a deeper hole. That was way before the Will was ever alive. Correct. Right, right. And then the next year, I switched the card game. Right. I didn't remember that you were there, Travis, until Will said something on the Reddit post. But I remember 
pre, pre like testing out my deck i was playing at that time vvv you were playing vvv vvv yep but i was i was doing something with i think i was play te- i think i was play testing against a ho deck cuz i was playing against chris illich uh, one of the one of our fans down in in Indiana. He wrote an email like two weeks ago. Yeah, and and I know Vinny was there, and Dom was there. Some some friends that I Vinny, that... Vinny was not there. Vinny was not there. You're right. <laughs> Dom was, was there. there. Dom this was is, there with this, his girlfriend. This episode is going to be so long as we just hash out the details of something. What do listeners care about this? Yes, well, they asked it in the Reddit. Ask they me asked anything. It. No, that so I remember. I remember that deck so well, and I remember. I remember Will being there because he had a shaved head at that time. Correct. And then I remember participating in the tournament, and I pretty much got eliminated because I was playing against. So I was playing VVV Vanillix uh, Victini, which is a, a a very keep rolling dice kind of deck, and I was playing against Bioplume. No, I was playing against a Cabalion deck. That Cabal, so Vanillax in the in the TCG is weak against Steel, and there are no one plays Steel decks in the TCG even to this day. I was winning that match, and we went into overtime, and I was I was so far ahead winning. We went into overtime, so like I, you get everyone gets you get three turns zero, so everyone gets you get two turns really, but they say three turns. It's zero. For you, one for your opponent, two for you, three for your opponent, game's end, and game ends. So I was upper prize when we went into overtime. The dude realized at the end of the game that he had the, the, that I was weak against steel. So he called the judge over and the judge reversed it to the point where I was, I was turn zero for me and I was in a position where I couldn't win at all anymore. Even though I completely took my turn, which put me like secured my win, but the judge rolled back an entire move, which is like unheard of to like use. Okay, so usually in the TCG, if you have completed your move and you have gone on and your opponent's there, that move is set in stone. Everyone is satisfied. And th- there are exceptions to that, but like, I don't know. I was very upset. And that's all I remember from that trip. I was, I remember VVV. I remember <laughs> meeting Will with no hair. I remember being extremely upset about that rule call. And I remember nothing else. I certainly remember you being extremely upset. And one other thing I remember is that Irene was playing TCG at that time. And her first match was at table one against yes. one of the guys from the, uh, what was that Top uh, video? Top Cut. Yep. Yes. And she won. And she beat him and pretty much, and he, he, he was somebody So now we who know has... who's the better player. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That, that wasn't my first match though against the Cabalion. I think that, that might've been my third or fourth. Fourth match of the day. I, I remember you getting pretty sour. That was that was I, that was pretty much my last match of the day. Like I knew at that point there was no point in continuing playing. I was like, of course you like quote unquote play for fun, but nah. I like that deck a lot though. Anyways, how do you guys feel about the the Reddit overall? The Reddit the the Reddit questions. I had fun. Uh, I wish there had been more questions, and it was kind of at an odd time of day for me since it was in the middle of the workday and I was at work, but I did my best to answer what I could. But yeah, I just wish there had been more people I'd asked more questions. I thought there was a good mix. I thought there was a better turnout to begin with, especially since it was such a short notice and uh, at the time of day, right? I don't know. I'm on Reddit 24-7 at work. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I have to say about Reddit. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, but it it was fun. If if you missed that, that obviously Reddit holds on to everything, so you can just go to our subreddit, and it should be there on the front page somewhere. So check that out. 
Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash super effective. No it's. No it's, yeah. I like to I like to mix it up with with online names. Let's Which is why this show has like six names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You gotta take all the names under under the You got your Pokemon podcast, you got your PK and then cast, you got your it's super effective, you got your Pokemon podcast, it's super effective. We're just <laughs> we're just lousy with monikers. Well Pokemon Podcast holds Pokemon Podcast is just the long term for PKMN cast, right? Because when you see PKMN, you that's just Pokemon. And cast is usually just short for podcast. So it makes sense. But PKMN cast slash Pokemon Podcast, whatever you want to call it. It's easier to say like PokemonPodcast.com, right? That holds the multiple shows that, that there are. So in this case, it's just It's Super Effective and Mythical. And then It's Super Effective is your flagship show. And then the gravestone of Critical Hit. Yeah, yeah. And Leftovers. There was two, there was two yeah. failed uh, podcasts. So yeah, yeah that's you a- know, which are referenced on the Bulbapedia page for It's Super Effective. And I really, really wish somebody would go in and update that page because, boy, is it out of date. Yeah, yeah. The Bulbapedia page is super out of date, uh, out of date but it exists. Let's get, speaking of existing, let's get into some news. First bit of news here is, like I said, I had to I had to dig deep for some articles, and I was told people wanted a little bit more TCG, so I pulled this TCG article here. There is a Tapu Koko pin collection box being released on June second in America and Europe. It will come with a foil promo of Tapu Koko, a collector's pin, three booster packs, and a PTCGO code card. This Tapu Koko will be 110 HP lightning type. It is a basic Pokemon for a double colorless. It will have Flying Flip. This attack does 20 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. Don't apply weakness or resistance to bench. And for two lightning and one colorless, Electric Ball for 100 damage. Weak against fighting, resist against metal, no retreat cost, which is a huge deal there. People like Tapu Koko. Tapu Koko is like the Lucario of this generation, I feel. That is a terrible comparison <laughs> yeah because lucario you say is like that? bad and tapu coco is cool tapu okay. coco's real chill tapu coco is like the victini i think victini did pretty okay as like no, being no. out like, there and existed objectively it's like the zapdos of this generation nah because yes. zapdos didn't get like that much limelight compared to like mewtwo and mew oh i mean i mean i guess Wait, I, I, i'm just trying to figure out what your com- metric is like Zapdos yeah, but- got like in the, the second movie, you get Zapdos, right? But you also get Articuno and you also get Moltres. Here, I feel like we're just getting Tapu Koko, and the only reason Tapu Lele is in the conversation is because of VGCs. But we're still not like you don't still see that. And then here's no the, one here's the correct comparison: to- Tapu Koko is the Suicune of this generation. That's it yeah, is a that's member. Good. It is right. a member of a trilogy that gets. In the games and the anime, I feel you stronger emphasis than its other two trio partners. Yeah, but isn't Tapu Koku one of four? Yeah, it is one of four. (laughs) See, no one remembers the quadrilogy. Yeah, the purple one. It's got Tapu Tapu Finny. You got Tapu Bulu. You got Tapu Lele. You got Tapu Koko. Yeah, and Finny. See, no one remembers Finny. At least I don't. (laughs) It's the one that looks like a dolphin. It's the fairy one, right? They're all fairies. All right. Good. All right. Good uh, conversation. <laughs> but Tapu Fini is water fairy. Got it. 
And then Tapu Lele is Psychic Fairy, Tapu Coco is Electric Fairy, Tapu Bulu is Grass Fairy. Grass, yeah. Believe it or not, Pokemon Go has 65 million active player, monthly active players still. This is from Forbes. They're a reputable, reputable site. That's true. Uh, let me read some of this article. I won't read it all, but, uh, ooh, this article references, references Destiny. I forgot about that. Putting that 65 million number in context is a little tough given the varied nature of the video game industry. Last year, mobile giant Supercell reported that it had 450 million monthly users between Clash of Clans, Boom Beach, Clash Royale, and its other games. Though the company has almost unparalleled success in the industry, so it's definitely an outlier. Elsewhere, Destiny had about 30 million monthly players at its peak. Call of Duty had 40 million. All Blizzard games had about 42 million combined of last year, though almost all those titles have upfront costs. League of Legends, the free-to-play MOBA, boasted a few months ago that its popularity has only increased in time, and now it's up to 100 million monthly players. So even with its diverse range in titles, 65 million players is this far after a lot, the launch for Pokemon Go is certainly still impressive. It's absolutely more than I would have imagined, I being the author. But monthly players are not daily players, but people logging in twice a month to see if anything's different aren't exactly going to be big cash cows. Go may not be able to monetize monthly players quite as well as other games with much more aggress- aggressive micro transaction mechanics and yet it is still one of the highest grossing games according to most estimates as of this article i'm i'm pretty sure pokemon go is still hovering around the top 10 in the apple itunes app store under downloads or highest grossing or what under under grossing i could probably check uh i'll do my pokemon go update here uh, have you guys been playing or no no i have not no i just I don't know. It's still too cold, and I still don't really think to play it when I'm indoors. And uh, just sitting there and spinning the same Pokestop every 10 minutes is not at all entertaining to me, so I don't do that. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's supposed to snow tonight. Hi, April, uh, in Michigan. Great, fun, cool. Love it. Snow, cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's still too cold, so still not playing it. Uh, Pokemon Go right now is number 14th of the top grossing in iTunes, so it's pretty good. Candy Crush is right above it. Yeah, I'm kind of disturbed that Tinder is number 10. I was like, what What are you paying for in there? Uh, don't you pay for... I've never used Tinder, but don't you pay for, like, more swipes? Don't you run out of swipes at a certain point? I don't think so. I'm pretty that sure is you wild, do. if that's true. The only I thought... thing I remember that you... No, this is going to make I mean, it worse, I mean, you're probably Travis. right. The only thing I, re- I remember that you would have to pay for in Tinder is if you wanted to be able to hide yourself from your family and friends. Oh, I think maybe you can pay. Maybe this was an OkCupid okay thing where when you look at somebody's profile, they know you looked at it so they can look at you. But I think if you pay, you can look at people without them knowing you looked at them. Well, I think no, that's it. Specifically on Tinder, because you have to sign up for Tinder with Facebook, Yes, if you pay, it goes through your Facebook family and friends and oh. makes sure that if they have Tinder accounts, they don't ever see you. I see. You have to pay for that feature? Yeah. Or that's... Isn't mm. that disturbing? That is a little Oof. weird. Is there any Tinder podcast? Can we monopolize here? I would I'm, not. I'm down to do a Tinder I, cast. No, I would not. <laughs> We we can merge it with like a Snapchat podcast. We can get both markets in one. I feel like if you're a Tinder user, you're also a Snapchat user. 
Uh, well, well, I'm, I'm definitely I'm a neither, Snapchat so, user. So I mean, your theory is definitely. <laughs> We're one for I'm one with my your theory, theory because I've never had either. <laughs> All right, got another news article from BBC News here. Uh, might be a, a touchy topic, so uh, I'll I'll turn off my joking voice here. Is Pokemon Go helping stop suicide at hotspots in Japan? Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world, but one notorious be- beautiful spot has noted a welcome and unexpected lack of deaths this year, a fact attributed to an unseen factor, Pokemon Go. Uh, there was an interview at BBC. Uh, I don't want to go into the details of, of death rates here, but he suspects Pokemon Go, the wildly popular mobile game in which people catch virtual characters in physical locations could be behind it drawing crowds in pursuit of rare creatures to breed there the pokemon go effect is huge he as the author or the person being interviewed told the japanese the japanese news website dot in japanese we hope i hope we can continue at this pace with zero suicides vicky soriji director of tell lifeline a counseling and mental health service for japan's international community told the bbc the decline was a positive development she said there was probably a number of factors to play, including a chance in the decline, but that it may be that the game has had an impact. Most people who choose to take their own lives so do it so in a private place, often their home, she says. Since the game has come out, there's been many media reports of crowds of gamers at the Tojimbo suggesting that it is no longer the same appeal for those seeking isolation. Uh, with media attention and a major factor in drawing people to suicide hotspots, it's not impossible that different coverage of this area has helped changing its reputation. Time of this year can be especially tough. Spring often sees a, sees a rise in suicides around the world, but it is particularly pronounced in Japan. Miss Surjoki says, where April is the start of the school year, financial year, and where many local companies take on new staff and move existing staff around. There's a lot of stress around this time. But with a greater willingness to talk about mental health and an increase in services offering to listen, Japan may be slowly getting a grip on its suicide problem. So I don't know if I said this. I apologize. At the beginning of the article, the the spot we're talking about is is like this cliff area that's uh, touching the ocean. It's it's actually really quite beautiful. But uh, that place in sp- particular was known for suicides. So what do you guys think about this? Obviously. Not a joking matter, but I think it's important, and I think that overall, it's it's good news, right? Like, mental health is, is something that's more openly talked about, and I think that's a good thing. So, I would say two things, to just to keep in mind when thinking about the article. One is, if there are more people going to Tojimbo because there's Pokestops and Pokemon there... Um, it may just mean that people are looking to other locations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it may just have shifted the statistic to a different place. So that, uh, right, they weren't saying an overall reduction. Um, they did say they, they just, did say in the article that it's been less, r- less reported. At that, at that location, or was it just less overall? I believe less overall, but specifically okay. that location. I, I did, I, sorry, I skimmed the article. There was, I didn't want to report the actual numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, those are they're big numbers. But the other thing I would say also is one thing I remember I was watching a uh, documentary once about the Golden Gate Bridge, and you know that's also a popular place uh, for suicides. And one thing that one of the people who had basically been stopped from committing suicide there said was, you know, as I was walking along the bridge, if one person had smiled at me, 
and like said good morning, I it completely would have changed my mind. Um, but it's like nobody looked at me, and that just you know made me more committed. And it's like if people are out playing Pokemon Go, they're generally in a happier, friendlier mood, right? Because they're I would agree. walking yeah. and playing. They might be more willing to like if they see somebody else like extend like with me. I'm adamant. Like when I'm walking my dog, I'm like the most uh, aggressive good morning person <laughs> you'll ever meet. Like I always smile and say good morning to every single person I pass. Just because, I mean, that's that's just me. I, I I mean, even in Milwaukee, when you when you stayed with me and you went for a run, you would you 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 came back kind of joking, kind of serious. But when you would say good morning to people in Milwaukee, and they didn't really, they were like, oh, shocked. They, they would give me a look, like, why is this person talking to yeah. me? No, but I completely yeah. I agree with you on the aspect of Pokemon Go players. At least I I, I will never forget the summer. I will never ever forget the summer Pokemon Go came out and just the amount of people playing and the just how friendly everyone was to each other. I've lived in Milwaukee for 28 years and like I I I know I know what the people are like and I know when I travel to Chicago or Minnesota or New York or Boston, those people are dramatically different than the people in Milwaukee. Well, not dramatically, but in some aspects, yes. Seeing the Pokemon Go phase hit like there was absolutely, uh, without a doubt in my mind, just more positivity in those parks, in those neighborhoods between people. And I, it has made me more confident in a person to like just walk down the street and just say hi to somebody just to say hi to somebody. And like, it feels good when they say hi back. I mean, you don't have to have a conversation, but it's still like, I think that's important to yeah, acknowledge and somebody not, else's existence. Yes. Yeah. And regardless of whether or not the, this article, whether or not the location described in this article is representative of overall statistics generally, you know, at least the anecdotal evidence from the documentary that, that Will watched uh, indicates that saying hi and um, interacting with people has a can have a more profound positive effect than you would anticipate. So, yeah, as long as you're respecting people's boundaries, I, I love when people interact with me and 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 I think that most people are that way and and I think that most people also think I you know I shouldn't say anything because I don't want to bother this person but thinking of myself 99% of the time if someone says hello to me when walking down the street I I'm not like oh, how how dare you although apparently the people in Milwaukee are like that but I don't they're they're just they're, they're not offended yeah. they're just like confused yeah but yeah, I I think I think I speak for the majority of people when I say that it's a very nice feeling to be recognized. Um yeah, so Pokemon podcast fans, let's let's say hello to people when we uh, cross them on the street. Yeah, yeah. I will say that there has been zero reports this year and as, as opposed to X number last year and X the year before. But if if this was if you wanted to check out this article, it is on the BBC. Uh, it was April 6th, so very, very recent. Actually, today it was reported. So it's a BBC slash news slash World Asia. It should be on the, the front page, even if you're listening to this a couple days later, or just use the search feature. Just thought that would be worth bringing up. Uh, final bit of news here is Nintendo might have accidentally revealed that the that Pokemon is coming to the Switch. This is from The Sun. The the celestial body, or is this some sort of publication? <laughs> it's a publication. 
Pokemon creators it's probably game freak the something are... sun, right? It's like the it's the sun Spokane UK sun. The Sun, a no, news no. UK company, is the is the headline here. Yeah, I, I think in the UK uh, there is legit, it's it's literally just called the Sun, kind mm-hmm. of like uh, the Mirror. Got it. Pokemon creators Game Freak are hiring, and eagle-eyed Pikachu fans are insisting that the job averts to suggest a new Pokemon game will be available on Nintendo Switch by the summer of 2018. It is. Searching for several recruits for a game console in its Tokyo studio, according to Silicon Era and several other gaming sites. They would be working on a globally popular title, which isn't for smartphones. They need a cartoon modeler to create exaggerated cartoon style people and monsters. They are also in the market for 3D graphic designer to work on monsters. Nintendo has not hasn't confirmed any extra games for its brand new Switch console. But Pokemon is one of the most successful games following Mario and Zelda. Actually, pretty confident that it does way better than Zelda does. It, it, it's not the first time rumors of a new console game have gotten fans pumped. A, director, a director's cut of Pokemon Sun and Moon titled Pokemon Stars is said to be in the works, but not confirmed. So there you go. Game Freak is hiring The thing people. about this that is yeah, strange this- to me is that it's... It, was it, sp- it sounded like the article said Nintendo was hiring but if it were pokemon it would presumably be game freak right uh no or did game the freak. article say game freak game freak oh okay. for the nintendo switch that must have been where i was confused yeah, yeah this this is just a port of the what is that thing elephant game oh oh tembo that game was so yeah, bad yeah it is a port of the tembo game to the switch that's all it is i mean that game is monstrous <laughs> It is something. I haven't played it. I, I don't know why I'm so hard on it. Maybe just because the only opinion I've heard of it is Steve's and I just trust him. <laughs> no, no. It, Tembo, I would say, is closer to like a Donkey Kong country in, in play style, but I don't feel like it plays well. Now to flip that coin, another Game Freak game, Pocket Car Jockey, which is on the 3DS. Extremely amazing. It is a really, really fun game. It plays really well. It's like solitaire slash horse racing, and that sounds that sounds really silly, but it works really well together, and it's it's a really great game. And I think it's like seven ninety nine. It's dirt cheap. So if you're looking for something to play, can you name play, the horses? You can you name the horses. You can breed the horses. Your horses can have rolling. baby horses. Uh I don't think there's. Ro- oh yeah, there's a little like um. What do you call those like little balls that like roll out of a machine and then you break them open? Like a gachapon? Yeah, there's gachapons. That's rolling. Mm, no. Hey, they're roll- they got to roll out of the machine. Do they not? No. Yes. My answer is no. This the is ho- not going to happen. The horses are really cute, too. I- I've seen the horses. I-, I have no interest. In regards to this article, I don't- it's hard to react to because we kind of already have reacted to the previous Pokemon Stars rumor, and it would just be us saying the same things. Like, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Hmm. I get it. It's 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 difficult to think of anything substantial to say when we've had this rumor fairly recently, a, a very similar r- rumor very recently, and not a lot of the details have changed other than more more evidence for its existence. Like, it's difficult to know how to in- in- intelligibly. Ooh, I can't even speak, so I'm not gonna end the sentence. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yeah, we don't have any new info. 
obviously we we do know that Game Freak is working on something. It was told that all Nintendo Studios are making something for Switch. Assumption was this was going to be something Pokemon related, but we don't know. That's what everyone wants, I suppose. But uh, I think everyone also wants a quick break. So we will take one, and when we come back, uh, we're going to do just a couple emails and your Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. Zelda's good. I don't hate Zelda. Zelda's good. Very it's like much. boring and bad. Zelda's good. Mm, interesting. Zelda's good. There's probably a horse at some point. And we are back from our break. Let's do some emails here. So if you have any emails, questions, comments, concerns, life facts about hot dogs, uh, you can send us emails over at sbj at p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t dot com or you can go over to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button uh, both both are acceptable for emails let's do this email from sam sam writes in he has he has a couple of questions let's uh let's do two of them here uh first one is do you think that there will be a Pokemon Stars or a Sinnoh remake for the 3DS, Switch, or both? <laughs> Second question is, a bur- is a burrito a sandwich? Thanks for the... Th- no. Thank you for reading. I listen to your show every week. Please continue making awesome content. And says their favorite is Travis. Yeah. Gotta, gotta include your favorite there. Uh, so yeah, two questions. It, let's start with the the hard one here. Is a burrito a sandwich? No. Yes, of course. Why it is. would it be? What? No, because it's a sandwich. Are you just trying to make a sandwich is surrounded by bread? Isn't a right? I wouldn't bread? call. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call a wrap a sandwich. Uh, I would isn't, agree. Isn't a tortilla just Mexican bread? No, isn't it? Isn't no, it like mostly a flour? Tortilla. What? Is, what is bread? Bread is mostly flour. No, bread is mostly wheat. Wheat flour is yeah. wheat, dude. <laughs> No, <laughs> flour and wheat are not the same thing. That's you're, why they're Steve, separated. You're making it hard. As... You're making it harder and harder to be on this side of the argument. Flour is made from wheat. Wheat, unless it's wheat, like non-wheat flour. Wheat is like plants. Flour is like sugar that doesn't taste good. No, no, no. Flour are, are is a product planet? that's made from wheat. But I would still say that tur- uh, that I I wouldn't call. Yeah, I wouldn't call a wrap a sandwich, and so therefore burrito is a similar food item. So similarly, I wouldn't call it a sandwich. I agree. Well, you're both wrong, so. Whereas a hot dog is surrounded by bread. Yep, which is a very sandwich. Yeah, very, very important. Uh, The second question was uh, a Sinnoh remake, Stars, 3DS, Switch, both. I feel like we're, I'll, I'll do the easy part. I feel like we're at the point where we're not getting anything on both. It's going to be one or the other. Uh, oh, you mean you mean both consoles or both Ooh. platforms? Yeah, but they did they did do Pokemon. Uh, oh goodness, what is that worst series of Pokemon games? 
Oh, uh, Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, Mystery they Dungeon. No they did split that. it across consoles. They did split some, it. They've had some rough titles <laughs> recently. But Mystery I'll Dungeon. I'll tell you what never had a rough title, uh, Pokemon Ranger. I haven't played it, so I, I agree. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. There is precedent for releasing the same game on to Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo consoles. Uh, namely, the last Super Smash Brothers was released on both the 3DS and the Wii U. Well, but... also uh, Zelda was on Switch and Wii U. Yeah, but that was that was a promise situation. So Smash Brothers was where both were in the in their prime. Well, mm-hmm. the the prime for Wii U didn't last too long. But like I would I would consider Smash Brothers a console seller, and there was just so many 3DSs out there that that made sense too. Zelda, on the other hand, was Zelda is a console seller, as we've seen. the 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 Nintendo Switch is being, is is selling very well. Uh, that's because of Shovel Knight, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Shovel Knight is good, but it, you you started that game on Wii U, so you would you would be breaking. You would probably have way more upset fans to then say, like, okay, this game was planned for Wii U. You guys all bought a Wii U for this game, but now we're not going to give it to you. Especially because, like, the Wii U and the Switch aren't that drastically different in hardware power. So that, that made sense. Where now we're at a point where the Switch is brand new and the 3DS is, what, almost seven years old? That's weird to think about. And there are still reports that 3DSs are hard to find. I feel like you look at the you look at the sales of of the last three Pokemon games. So you look at X and Y, you look at Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and then you look at you look at Sun and Moon, and you go, okay, if we release Stars, a a version that we know won't sell as well as X and Y or Sun and Moon, it will probably sell as well as something like I don't even think it would sell as well as Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire because the advantage that that game had is we haven't played it in like 10 years, whereas we just played Sun and Moon. So you look at those sales numbers and you go, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is the least selling game out of the three. If we release stars, we know we're not going to pass those sales. So when when you do that investor call, you go, well, we'd only sell this amount. Whereas you take that to a new console like the Switch and you go, not only would we probably sell that same amount on a new console? We will help push that console. We will help push more sales to that console and still sell the same amount and be able to do way more with the game because Sun and Moon was already like so sluggish and so crippled by the performance of the 3DS. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I think you're pretty accurate in all those statements. Wait, we didn't, we didn't answer the other question. We didn't answer the Sinnoh remake question. Which is the question oh. I'm more interested in. I, you would assume they, were, they would do one, right? It seemed like they were pretty hesitant to do the Gen 3 remakes. I remember both were, well, in retrospect now, I think we know it was before those games were being developed. I forgot if it was Junichi Masuda or someone else uh, tweeted something like, or maybe it was an interview where some higher up at Game Freak said something along the lines of, we get a lot of requests from our fans for a remake of Generation 3. Those games are very important to me, so like we'll consider it, consider it or something. And it sounded like the way it was articulated made it sound like... And I wish I could just link article, but it's a vague memory from like 10 years ago, not that long ago. But 
it's a vague memory from a long time ago, so I can't give it to you. But I remember some sort of interview like that happening that made it sound like it was partially a toss-up whether or not Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were going to happen. And I don't think there's as rabid demand for a Diamond and Pearl remake as there was for a Gen 3 remake, but... I agree with you there. I I think Gen 3 fans are some of the most vocal fans in the world. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've been doing this podcast for almost seven years now, and we've had Pokemon droughts before. We've had times where it was like, okay, not a lot of video game news. And that's probably what helped with our our episodes that were so TCG focused at the time, because you're always getting TCG stuff. And for Sun and Moon just coming out, you know, not even not even six months ago. Has it been six months? Five months? Uh, we're yeah, we're at five months because it was end of November, November, mid November, yeah, end of November. So with Sun and Moon, one of the 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 faster selling Pokemon games will probably surpass X and Y in sales pretty easily. Pretty universally loved, right? People were so happy HMs were gone. People loved the. The new Pokemon, people like the new regions, people really like the story. Like, there are so many things that game has done right. Everything leading up to Sun and Moon was done so well in, in the marketing aspect of I felt like we were getting something Pokemon every single week before that game came out. But then even when that game came out, I felt like we were still getting stuff. So having all that lead up to Pokemon Sun and Moon, we are now five months disconnected from that game. And I feel like we are in one of the biggest Pokemon slumps right now than, than we've had in, in such a long time, in years. And, and I, can, I can say that by looking at our listener numbers. I can say that by trying to scrounge news to report on. I can say that just by their account tweeting and just being active. It's just we're in a point now where... I cannot. I just can't believe that it's only been five months and people are pretty done having a conversation about Sun and Moon. Like, I can believe it because it's happening. And what does that say? And, and I'm curious what that what this has to do with the pers- uh, prospect of a Diamond and Pearl remake in your perspective. I think that's needed. I, I mean, I... Ag- oh, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree that there needs to be some sort of Pokemon thing to revitalize interest in the franchise but we've had a strange series of having our expectations being broken lately with uh well if you go back to gen 5 doing something different for the third version instead doing uh black 2 and white 2 which was very different from the tradition of just releasing a third version and then x and y after that not having any third version and just doing a remake so they've I mean, sure, the sort of change-ups have been centered around the existence or non-existence of a third version, but the fact that there have been switcheroos in the release schedule, uh, sort of the release routine that we had gotten used to prior to that, to me makes nothing a sure bet like it used to be. Um, Also, am I the only one who feels like Diamond and Pearl came out like two weeks ago? And yet somehow they're ten year old games. Like no, Diamond and Pearl no, no. does yes. not feel as old. I feel like they're old. I do. They're they're real old. To me, Diamond and Pearl does not feel as old now as Ruby and Sapphire felt a bit before the re- release of those 
those remakes, but they're, but like diamond and pearl are like 10 or 11 years old. And Ruby and Sapphire were like 10 or 11 years old when, (laughs) when Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. And it just doesn't feel like that same time difference. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. And so all uh, the time is racing past me and I'm careening towards my certain death faster and faster but who knows you look at main series games and why i say i feel like we're getting we have to get a diamond and pearl remake eventually is you look at the main series games and besides gen 1 and gen 2 they're they're all you know three to four years apart only being five months away from sun and moon now it's like okay well we got two years and six months to go before we get generation eight so really we have two years before they even start considering talking about that, what do we get in between? We we either get a remake, which wouldn't be Diamond and Pearl, one would assume, or we get a third version of Sun and Moon, which wouldn't do as well because the third version never does, but that's fine. I th- they know that. I think the audience knows that. But looking at the success that they had from X and Y into Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire into Sun and Moon. I felt like that was a non-stop roller coaster of just Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. And now what are they going to do until generation 8? Like the, in in this two and a half years that we have until generation 8, they just can't do Pokemon Stars. I feel like that's not enough. They've they've have so much momentum going or had going even with with something even with stuff like Go that worked that got people back into pokemon so to to take all that momentum you had going into sun and moon and now just only have one one game planned and that game is just a remake of the game that you 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 bet all your horses on I, that just doesn't seem right like they have to have something besides a third version what would what adjectives would you put before diamond and pearl to make it remakeified like omega alpha heart soul what adjective are you going to put before diamond and pearl probably shiny diamond lustrous pearl (laughs) probably something with space Mm. galactic pearl and timeless diamond that actually sounds all right Mm. (laughs) yeah i kind of like that uh spatial diamond planar pearl galactic pearl and de beers diamond (laughs) don't don't know i yeah i i I think orbital diamond That was, I mean, Diamond and Pearl's selling point was the whole space slash time continuum. Who knows? Great question, though. Thank you, Sam, for writing in. Oh, man, so many questions here. Connor from Ontario, Toronto, Ontario. That, that, I believe that is in your future home, Travis, of Canada. It is in Canada. It's actually, I am closer to Ontario now than I would be in when I moved to Winnipeg, but that's Another story for another day, I guess. Hi, SBJ and crew. This is my first time writing into the podcast. I've been listening to the show since fall, and it is by far the best Pokemon podcast I've listened to. I have a few questions to ask the crew. Uh, what new type of Pokemon would you like to see? What is each of your dream teams non-competitive, just Pokemon you love and or represent feel you? Mine is Skarmory, Lucario, Glade, Sceptile, Melodic, and Scizor. Sounds like a pretty good team already. Uh, what Mega Evolutions would you like to see for certain Pokemon? I am waiting for Mega Melodic. 
And finally, did you clean your dog today? Love the show. Keep up the amazing work, Connor. Man, I could probably run through these. You're going to have to tell me each question one at a time because yeah, I have already watched. forgotten the, whatever the first one was. Let's go backwards. Mega evolution you'd like to see. Uh, well, I think I've already said, I think at one point I said Mega Victini. Let's take a step away from Mega Victini and say Mega Dunsparce. This is going to be a foreshadowing to Pokemon that I would include in my little favorite personal team, but Mega Gorgeist. I would go with a new one. I usually say Mega Farfetch, but I'm going to go with Mega Ho-Oh. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, dream Team, non-competitive, just Pokemon you love and or feel represent you. Man, mine would probably be like Lotad, Farfetch, Golduck, Chandelure. Ducklet, right? Don't you like Ducklet? Ducklet and Omanite. There you go. Oh, don't throw Omanite there, you fibber. <laughs> Omanite's great. That is not. He's so oh. cute. You're just living the lie. Living the lie. You, you so won't cute. let it down. All right, here we go. We got a Talon Flame. We got a. Well, oh, wow. My brain is just not working. What's the fairy with the biteys? Rabambi. No. Fairy with the biteys. The biteys on the head. They're like extra mouths. Oh, Mawile? Mawile. Magneton. Wow. Uh, I'm, my brain is just not working right now. We got a Zoroark. We got hmm, Lucario. I'm not putting no Lucario on my team. I don't like fighting types. Uh, probably Reuniclus. I'm going to go for Rabambi again. I do like Rabambi. And probably, uh, what's the, Dupiter. Love Dupiter. Never evolve that guy. Turns into Yuck. Dupiter. What a silly name. <laughs> it's a silly name, but he's a really cute Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Araquanid might be a strange-looking Pokemon, but it does occupy a very interesting niche competitively because it because of its uh, ability, Water Bubble, which does a lot of weird stuff. It makes it a very interesting one-trick pony because it makes its Water-type move so strong that you basically don't want to use anything other than Liquidation. So you just slap a Choice Band on there, and it's very good at hitting things very hard with Liquidation and not very good at anything else. Anyway. Well, it resists fire, which is good for old Bugarino. Correct. Mine is hard to do because there's I like a lot of Pokemon, uh, but I'll just list the ones I want to include, and then I'll 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 cut some that aren't going to make the cut. But Piloswine, Vanillox, Slurpuff, Rabombi, Meowth, Honchcrow, Gorgeist would probably be the seven, my top seven, and I gotta cut one. It's tough. I guess I cut. I guess I cut the haunch from that. Uh, rolling with no, the haunch. I, I'm gonna no cut. More. I, I'm. I, I'm gonna cut Gorgeist from that list. I like Gorgeist a lot, but it's it's in my top ten, but probably not gonna make it into my top six. So it's gonna be Pilaswine, Vanillox, Rabombi, Slurpuff, Meowth, and the haunch. The haunch. Uh, last last question that there was was what new type would you want to see? Everyone knows my answer. I mean, everyone also knows my answer. I've been resolute about this all the times this question has been asked, which is no new types. I can't contain them all. I I contain multitudes, but I cannot contain multitudes of type information within my but brain. But to be fair, Sun and Moon has made it really easy with showing That's you true. the moves and not needing to memorize all the That's types. That's true. 
I guess in that case, we'll say... I feel like that was a problem that no one thought could be fixed, and they fixed it, like, instantly. Yeah. For me, I would say void type. So, something that embodies emptiness. Mm. Well, as Travis is thinking, I will say sound type, and let me tell you why. There are a lot of sound type moves that exist that would play a part in why they could retroactively fit sound type into Pokemon that already exist. I mean, your, giv- your givens are like something like a Loudrid or a Noivern, but sound-based moves, like I said, already exist. There, there's abilities for them too, but you have moves like Boom Burst, Bug Buzz, Chatter, Clanging, sa- clanging and Banging, Scales, Confide, Disarming Voice, Echoed Voice, Grass Whistle, Growl, Heel Bell, Hyper Voice, Metal Sound, Noble Roar, Parting Shot, Perish Song, Relic Song, Roar, Round, Screech, Shadow Panic, Sing, Snarl, Snore, Sparkling Araya, Supersonic, and Uproar. All these moves exist. Sound type could be possible, folks. And that would be Sparkling Aria. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I almost said Sparkling Water. I was really into it. <laughs> I can't, I still can't think of one. I don't know. I just did my taxes, so bureaucrat type. I don't know. Um, (laughs) The thing that makes, the thing, they would have to change a few things for sound type to be possible. They would have to pretty wildly change the ability soundproof, because soundproof is an ability that prevents damage from, well, maybe not, I guess, because like levitate. Just Forget. makes you immune to ground. Yeah. So I guess soundproof just makes you immune to sound. Sound and ground. The the only weird thing with sound type that I, I would think of is like it's kind of easy. Like Loudred right now is just normal. So you just stick sound type on Loudred. Uh, you solve that problem. But something like uh, Noivern is already dragon flying? Yeah, just take the flying away so it's dragon yeah. sound. Then there are weird ones like magnum like the magnemite line would arguably need sound type too because they're all about like they're always depicted as like emitting sonic waves and that sort of thing and pretty much all the media with that line so but you can't really take away electric or steel and do it justice so who knows you could add it to like voltorb and electrode i feel like they mm. somehow put out sound in some well they know sonic boom and stuff think they can learn Screech and... I feel like Electrode can learn, like, everything. A lot of Electric types can learn Screech, like uh, Electabuzz and Electivire can learn Screech. Or maybe they could buy TM some other generation ago, and maybe they can't now. Great question, though. We'll do one more email here, and uh, then we'll do our Pokemon of the Week. Cody writes in from Pittsburgh. Hey, it's Super Effective Crew. Firstly, I love the show, and I can't say... Anyone is my favorite because I love you all. Anyways, you, you recently and frequently hate on Pokemon Black 2 except for Will. Will's the man. I take back my earlier statement. He's my favorite <laughs> now. Black and White 2 came out when I was in college and my best friend and I made a deal to switch our starter Pokemon as soon as we could to our favorite Pokemon. I swapped mine out for Swinub. Swinub. I can't. Is that how you say it? I can never say it. Swinub. Swinub. Oh, yes. Like, like Pilo Swine. Yeah. Swine up with Icicle Crash, and she swapped hers out for Sandile. We also came up with a silly, stor- a silly little story about how we got our Pokemon and how we met each other to become rivals. 
We named our rival characters after each other. Could you do that in black and white too? I feel like this is fake. <laughs> what? Can I don't I saw I, yeah. I thought you stopped naming rivals in, in like Diamond and Pearl. I can't remember. Anyways. No, you could definitely name your Diamond and Pearl rival because you could name Barry whatever you want. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Barry, Barry Rocks. Uh it was the best time I ever had in Pokemon because of the way we played it. Soul Silver is probably still my fa- all-time favorite Pokemon game, but Black and White 2 has such a special place in my heart. Have you guys ever swapped out your starter Pokemon early on to switch up gameplay? How about do a Nuzlocke adventure? Where were your were what were your experiences like in either? Love the show. Keep up the good work. Love and peace, etc., etc. Cody. Uh, so through my playthrough of Omega Ruby, I, yeah, I, I bred a team in X and Y and transferred the eggs over to Omega Ruby and hatched the eggs there and played it with that team and ditched, uh, old, who did I start with? Swampert, that m- little mudkip, ditched that guy as quickly as possible. Pulled this story, well, I-, I pulled this email for the story. As for the question, I don't think I've ever swap stuff but when diamond and pearl came out and i picked it up with my friend uh we would stop at every city like every major city and we would battle each other which which was pretty cool until they they got angry and quit the game but that was like six those five cities of like okay we're we're both level 15 let's battle okay we're both level 22 now let's battle it was just like a cool way to have like an additional rival in the game well, that, that'll do it for emails. If, Like I said prior to emails, if you have any emails, you can send those to sbj at pkmncast.com or just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit the email button at the top of the page, and uh, that'll go to my inbox. Oh, uh, sorry, I for- totally forgot the, what I was going to say about that last email. I was going to say that they said that Black and White 2 was one of their favorites, and then they explained the story to follow Black and White 2. Uh, and I think, that's, I think that's important, and I think that's why a lot of people like Gen 3, because that was probably some of their very first games. And I think, and at least in, in, my, in my shoes, I, I missed out on Gen 3. That was when I fell out of Pokemon. So when I, when I went back to it after playing Diamond Pearl, I was like, yeah, this is fine, but there was no, there was no story there for me. Whereas I just told the story that I, I had with, with Diamond and Pearl and Black and White 2, I, I felt like was the same thing where there was no story there. Like I got it. I played a little bit of it. I was unhappy with how it looked on the 3DS and I didn't have a DS anymore because I sold it. For some reason, the, the very first 3DSs emulated DS games very poorly and it looked really bad. That That's really all I wanted to say. I think you have people that, you have people that they're one of the some of their favorite games are because there's there's a story tied to it almost every time which is cool let's uh shift gears here to pokemon of the week kind of a funny oh, one that's, the, that's where i come in it's all you now you Unless now you, uh, the streaming service i think there's a streaming service called you now um, you want me you want me to set this up of why we picked this pokemon i guess you can so, Joe from Serebi usually tweets the Pokemon that are most used in the, the current meta of the video game. He recently tweeted that Slowbro with Eviolite was being used, and he couldn't believe it. 
And so I didn't really look into that, nor thought, like, I didn't think <laughs> about it either. But I told Travis, I was like, hey, I heard, uh, the Travis, the dirt on the street is <laughs> slow bro with Evia lights getting a lot of you-know-what. And, and I was like, no, I don't know where, I don't, <laughs> no, <laughs> No wonder I'm the one that does the Pokemon of the Week segment, because whoever your informant is, is missing something <laughs> here, because Slowbro can't evolve, and so would therefore get no usage out of Eviolite. So, I, so after Travis told me that, I went back and looked, I was like, where, where did I get this sweet dirt from? And I, I dug up the dirt and tracked down Joe from Serebii, and then I thought, Joe wouldn't give bad information. But what Joe was saying was he couldn't believe that people were using Eviolite with Slowbro because it doesn't actually work. But Slowbro made it as high as the 80th most used Pokemon in the video game meta. So I felt like, well, I guess Slowbro is doing pretty well on its own with technically no held item at this point. Well, it's not like Eviolite was the most used held item in those statistics or anything it was one of the lower it was one of the least used held items in the statistics it's just surprising that people use it at all because it does literally nothing yes because Slowbro doesn't evolve into slow king slow poke does that's the confusion and it can also learn the move confusion our it looks like we've got just the one move set for this week. I think we're confusing folks by doing it on two Thursdays in a row. So we've only got the one. Uh, this is coming from Kevin Soria. That's 252 EVs in HP, 252 in defense, and four in special defense with a bold nature. The ability Regenerator, one of my favorite abilities, it will heal the Pokemon that has Regenerator, when it switches out. Uh, it's not quite as good in doubles as it is in singles, but it, it, as you can imagine, in singles, it makes for a great Pokemon to pivot with. You can switch to a Pokemon, it takes a hit, and then when you need to switch that Pokemon out to get a, a, a better matchup, uh, the Pokemon that you switch out with Regenerator gains health, and it's very good. Still fairly useful in doubles, because... There is still switching in doubles, but just not quite as much. Uh, but it's still a really strong ability. Uh, with leftovers as the held item. As you can expect from the EV spread that has no attack or special attack investment, this is a mostly uh, support set, um, or defensive set, rather, with Scald, Slack Off, Trick Room, and then either Psyshock or Calm Mind. Scald is, even though it was nerfed this generation, still a very strong move. It's been a strong move since its introduction. Uh, the ability to slap a burn on something is very strong, and it's just a good water type, same type attack bonus move. Slack off is an incredible move to recover some HP, get 50% of it back. Trick Room is always going to be an important force in the doubles metagame to do some speed control. And then Psyshock would be in there for same type attack bonus with Psychic if you need, you know, something to deal super effective damage to like a fighting type or a you know, poison type, I suppose. Although 
I'm struggling to think of a poison type that psychic would hit super effective that's getting a lot of usage like muck yeah but muck's also dark type so that's not gonna do anything so yeah i'm not sure psychic uh nihilago or nihilago however you're supposed to say that ultra beast name gets a fair amount of usage yeah i guess it's like nihilism isn't it yeah but anyway then the other move choice for that fourth slot um Kevin recommends Call Mind, uh, which allows you to be able to uh, do a little more if uh, the game starts to go long. You know, having a Pokemon with uh, multiple stat bonuses uh, can be very good late game because it can kind of, once you've knocked out a few Pokemon that might threaten Slowbro, can make it very difficult to deal with. Yeah, Slowbro. It's a cool Pokemon. It's a good bro. <laughs> the broest of bros. A shiny slow bro will be purple instead of pink and have more of a brownish shell instead of a gray shell. Uh, a much improved shiny. Uh, looks a little like Barney. Some trivia here. Despite it being commonly known and accept, accepted fact that Shelter triggers its evolution, mentioned in most of its Pokedex entries, Slowbro's evolution from Slowpoke has nothing to do with Shelter in the core series, unlike how the evolution of Mantike requires rem- Remoraid. Mega Slowbro is tied with a Cloister for the highest defense base stat of all Water-type Pokemon. Mega Slowbro has the highest defense stat of all Psychic-type Pokemon. Slowbro's Pokedex entry states that if the Shelter is removed, it reverts to its Slowpoke f- form. This is only a mentioning by Pokemon possibly devolving any Pokemon in the game, aside from the card game and game versions of the TCG. Many Pokemon are noted to evolve by two or more Pokemon co- combinations, such as Matang being formed by two Beldums. However, the anime does not show this and simply spawns the second Pokemon out of nowhere. An example is Morrison's Beldum, which simply evolved into a Matang without needing to join another Beldum. The evolution of Slowpoke into Slowbro or Slowking is the only time that evolution by two Pokemon physically merging is shown. Mega Slowbro, also really cool. I like Mega Slowbro a lot. Is it? Well, except it punches the eyes out of the poor shoulder thing. <laughs> Is it good competitively, or was it never? Mega Slowbro? Oh, oh never. Never, yeah, never, me- never. I don't know enough. I think it was... Hmm, I'm going to try and guess. I think it was in, like, underused or maybe even rarely used in Smogon's tiering, to give you an idea. Let me look while you continue on. If Mega Slowbro did appear in the anime... Slowbro, obviously, in the anime quite a bit. And then you have Slow King, which was, was famous for their movie in uh, the second Pokemon, the movie 2000. Do a little bit of house cleaning here. Uh, I'm recording this before the Midwest Gaming Classic. This will come out the night that the Midwest Gaming Classic ends. So uh, shout out to everyone that came out to that and said hello. Uh, if not, uh, sorry you missed it. I will be selling shirts and stickers and some posters at at MGC. So if if there's any leftover, I will uh, I'll see if if anyone else wants to take those off my hands. 
So that'd be really cool. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but if you haven't checked out our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash super effective. If you haven't checked out Mythical, mythicalpodcast.com. And what else? What else? Oh, we have our Patreon. If you want to join our Slack community, which is 300 people strong, patreon.com slash it's super effective. And am I missing anything, Will? Uh, are you going to be doing C2E2 in a month? Yeah, I you am. I am. One? Yep. Let me let me pull that up real quick. I will be speaking at C2E2 on April 23rd at oh, 3... so that's this month. That's <laughs> this month, yeah. April 23rd, that is a Sunday. I will be speaking, I believe, at 3.45 p.m. That ends at 4.40 pi... 4.40... 4.40 pi. That ends at 4.45 p.m. The show closes at 5, so I will be the, the last show of the day, which is probably... I don't know if that's good or bad. We'll find out. I, I've never been the last show on a convention day, so we'll find out there. But uh, that is in Chicago. They still have tickets for that. But like I said, I will I will only be there on Sunday, and I will be walking the show floor and then speaking at 345. So, Travis, you find that uh, O-U-U-U-P-U? It's in, it's in Borderline, and I can't remember if that... The song by Madonna tier is between is between right U U and O U Madonna between R U and U U. There's also like Borderline Two and Borderline Three. I don't. I think border just Borderline is between underused and overused. But I'm probably wrong. But that's where slow mega slow bro is. Got it. All right. Well, that's our show. Uh, Goodbye to Travis forever. Yep, see ya. <laughs> uh, oh, I should say, um, since I won't be on the show for a few weeks, we are nearing, we're kind of nearing the end of season one of Very Random Encounters, and I mention that because the show is designed, uh, much like Mythical, to be, li- you can listen from the start of any season, and in fact, each season we're playing a different role-playing game. Um, I don't know what it's going to be because we haven't rolled to determine who the DM is yet. Um, but the randomly generated role-playing game podcast that I'm on, where all of the characters, all the situations are determined randomly, uh, is nearing the end of its first season. So you can catch up on that uh, or just uh, check to see when season two comes out and, and hop on there. It's been a lot of fun. Travis is at the Travis W on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. And if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, at Pokemon Podcast. And finally, if you have 20 seconds in your day, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super Burrito Brothers.
keep that dog clean in 2017. Just wanted to give a big shout out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at drunkontacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at drunkontacos.com. 